Welcome to Wrestling And. How's it going, everybody? I'm glad that you joined us today. Today, we are going to talk about the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, you know, what needs to be said about it that isn't known already? It's one of WWE's flagship events and has been for years. And it's one of the things that draws in, you know, fans that don't necessarily pay attention to WWE. Uh, The stories. You've drawn laps fans, and I think a lot of people, even me, I look forward to it the most, even more than WrestleMania, usually. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, they, they've done it in bigger and bigger arenas over the years. Um, they've done it, you know, it used to be in kind of like a normal size basketball arena. Now they're doing it in like huge uh, st- arenas. Stadiums. and yeah, yep. Base, yeah, like 40, 50,000 seaters. So it's definitely an exciting time of year for WWE. And even like if the booking around before the Rumble is shitty and things aren't going good, you know, people like me that don't really watch so much WWE or Justin who where him and I kind of peek in when things are going good we definitely try to catch the rumble live which you're going to try to do this year Justin Absolutely um yeah I mean it also is what is what they call the kickoff to uh WrestleMania season right Yes it's it is it is the kickoff it's when people start pointing to the ceiling and we all can <laughs> see that sign up there and everyone gets really excited so yeah we wanted to talk about the history of the rumble we wanted to talk about some memories that we have about it and we wanted to talk about the current rumble because uh, obviously it's about to happen in what a few weeks we are next week the 29th so it's going to be a week from sunday Ooh, is it not on a saturday this year you know what it is it's a week from tomorrow yeah because doing on saturday which i love good job i like that idea yeah i mean they finally kind of gotten on board the saturday thing which is smart because i mean that that's when all the big boxing matches mma happens i mean saturday is just a great night because you can get drunk while watching the rumble and then sleep in but also i think wow it's actually interesting because usually where the royal rumble falls every year Mm -hmm. is it's right in between it's the week between the super bowl and the conference championship Mm. games so is it still that way no because i think there's nfl has their second round playoffs this week and then next weekend would be the conference championship games but those might both be on sunday therefore that's why they're doing it on saturday um well i know that they are they they are switching because usually there's two weeks before the conference championship and the Super Bowl, and then WWE does the Royal Rumble right in between. But this year they're just going on the mm. Saturday before uh, those conference championship games are on the Sunday. So there's your reason why well, they're on I, Saturday. Well, but but also all their pay-per-views are on Saturday now, dude. Oh, all of them are? Okay, well, I know day yeah. one was. I didn't know if the one before was. Yeah, I had heard that that's like a, a company thing now, that they're just moving to Saturdays. Sounds good to me. I mean, that's what uh, AEW was doing from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And with no takeovers anymore, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I think people aren't... People are more inclined to watch something late on a Saturday, especially on the East oh, Coast, yeah. if they don't have to wake up the next morning for work, and they're... Um, 
I think it's a time right now where, I mean, maybe not so much in some parts of the country, but I think a lot of people are still in that mode of staying home, uh, even on the weekends. Um, so yeah. why not do it on a Saturday? I'm all for it as a working Joe with the, you know, eight to five, nine to five kind of job. Like that's great for me. Mm-hmm. And then if I want my, if my kids want to stay up and watch it late, they can do it as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, all the other big combat sports are Saturdays. You know what I mean? And that's, WWE, yeah, that's true too. They've yeah. kind of trained us to be the Sundays, but you yeah. know, honestly, Saturday is a much better night, and it's better for the uh, people that go and watch the show too. Because stay there as late as you want, dude. You don't have to worry. Oh, we got to leave early because we got to get the kids to sleep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it works better, um, basically all around. Mm-hmm. And plus, there's no. Um, people aren't doing the pay-per-view thing anymore, or at least they shouldn't be. Plus um, what? What was that, Justin? So Sorry, no say that again. To like, oh, everyone's home on Sunday night, um, All right. and they're well, going to buy some... it, you know? Uh, say that again, Justin. You cut out on my side, and uh, I'll, I'll edit it no, to make it sound good, but you said plus. They don't, they don't have to do Sundays anymore, uh, because I guess Sunday was a night where they knew they could get everyone at home on Sunday night. So pick up the phone, yeah. and call their call their local cable company, and uh, and buy it. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think also now that people can literally watch the thing from their cell phones, um, you know, there's more of a convenience thing there as well too. So they know if people are at home, people not only are more people at home on Saturdays now, but uh, they can access it from any point, which makes Saturday better. Yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree. It's just easier. Um, too bad Stomping Grounds wasn't on a Saturday, or I would have watched it on that day. Classic WWE pay-per-view, Stomping Grounds. I was just thinking so. of the action figures, the Stomp ones that they had them. Uh, they used to sell the Jacks. They had the um, WWE Stomp. Stomping Action? It was S-T-O-M-P, like, you know, uh, S period, T period, you know. and um, yeah. I don't remember. Well, did they have that like stomping action when you press the button? No, they like literally came with like assault rifles and bullets and all that kind of stuff. What? Yes. (laughs) So it's like SWAT, but stomp. Yeah, like if you like put them in the Google, WWF. Okay, I'll check it out. Jacks stomp figures. I know that you know. Yeah, look at them. Do you have any? They had a Stone Cold Brian Pillman. Is this a gold dust with weapons? Um, Whoa! No, no, no! It's yeah, not. It's not. It's here, a, I think uh, one of the series was um, Hawk. They yeah. They had Ahmed Johnson, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Crush, Ken Shamrock, and Brian Pillman. I'm looking at an animal um, cyborg edition with like Warhammer type armor, and I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty cool, bro. Yeah, I'm looking so at these. these. They had the yeah, Undertaker. The first series... <laughs> this yeah, was they, Stomp 3. Yeah, the Stomp 3, I almost think they had like an underwater edition. There's an Owen Hart one. Mark Marrow. Yeah, they, Dude! Dude, this is Gears of War! Yeah, it's but Gears this of War, Mark Marrow. Circa 1997. Before. It was way before Gears of War. Yeah, so these Stomp figures... Um, obviously, they couldn't have these things with big-ass assault rifles now. I don't know, maybe they could, I don't know. Mostly no, they I have, doubt it. They because have literally have He-Man uh, WWE figures right now. 
Well, you know what they did that was kind of like a version of the Stomp was they made that WWE fighting game for phones, and it was actually made, I think, by the people that made Mortal Kombat, um, NetherRealm Studios. Oh, and uh, yeah, I think I like the cool thing was that like John Cena was like a Superman type character. And, like, there was, like, a lumberjack version. And, like, all the characters had different versions. The Undertaker was much more of a dead man than, like, his wrestling gimmick. You know what I mean? He was, like, oh. literally coming out of the ground. And, and by the way, another kind of off-topic but does kind of play to this in a way uh, before we get back on the Royal Rumble was I, we, my wife it's and okay. I It's okay. People watched, like hearing about this. My wife and I saw the first two episodes of Peacemaker on HBO with John oh, Cena. Oh, it's funny. It's great. Um, it's well, did you see the movie? No, there's an actual series. Yeah, you gotta watch the movie first, bro. Oh, whatever. If you can. No, the movie is so good, bro. Because yeah. that's where he, the Peacemaker comes from, is the movie. Right. It's so funny. So we watched the and first yeah, two I, episodes of the show, and it's totally... Yeah, if you like, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, you'll like this. Yeah, same maker, same director. Yeah, same. It is. It is actually. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of a side journey, and you know, I guess he kind of is a real life stomp figure when you look at it. These figures here, and so, if you want to see his ass too. Yes, you do. Um, John, John Cena in the nude. I like how he goes up to the dude and he's like, "Hey, are you cool?" The guys, are like, "Bro, I don't, I don't have weed anymore." Like that was a one time thing. <laughs> yeah, it it was pretty amusing. So. Um, Good show, highly recommended. I know they probably got another episode this weekend. But anyways, um, maybe he'll show up at the Royal Rumble. I kind of doubt it at this point. Um, as Peacemaker. Ouch, that would be pretty good. I could see WWE you know, I've been, doing I, that as a promotional thing for sure. He doesn't. I, I've that. been watching a, a wrestling auxiliary kind of show, um, which is Arrow. Because I'd never seen Arrow. And uh, I heard the first two seasons were good, and I like the DC comics, so, you know, I'm checking out Arrow, and I always like Stephen Atmel, you know, always worked within the industry in a few spots, and I've heard he's good friends with a lot of those guys. Stephen Amell? So, uh, Stephen Amell, not Atmel, sorry. Right, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I drew a picture of that guy for him. Nice. Yeah, long story, but... They're like, uh, here's you. Yeah. Um, he's definitely so. a wrestling fan. He's friends with Cody. Um, he was at uh, All Out, and he even had that match. Was it at either Survivor Series or SummerSlam against uh, Stardust at the time? Well, it was. I was it. Was it him and? It was, was him and. It, it was him. Yeah, and, yeah. It was him and Pac, aka Neville, at the time against okay um, it was like a superhero type of match supposedly, and yeah, it was and against Goldust and Stardust, right? Was it? Maybe it was Goldust and Stardust. I know it was... And I then he went against Christopher Daniels at, like, uh, Fighter Fest, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. He's he's definitely um, worked in the ring, and then he's on that show, uh, what's it called? Heels? Heels, Showtime? yeah. And I'm sorry, he, he it, Christopher Daniels went against, like, the CEO guy at Fighter Fest. But like you said, it was, like, at All Out or something like that where he actually had a match, so... yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he's doing that show. He did that show Heels, which I saw the first couple episodes of. It was pretty good, and I've heard very good things about it. So, obviously a big wrestling fan. So, yeah, I'm, I'm checking out Arrow. It seems pretty good so far, and I think he does his own stunts, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. 
So seems like he would like to do that kind of thing, and uh, you know, he's into if he's into you know wrestling and stuff and doing that type of training, then it seems like he would want to do the stunts as well. So yeah, okay. Well, those are two pretty good uh, recommendations um, for some outside the wrestling universe viewing slash a little bit of a tie-in to it. So. Um, exactly. So, do, do you know where the Royal Rumble is going to be at this year? Is it in, um, where is it this year? That's a good question. I it's in St. Louis at the Dome at America's Center. Whoa. Where, yeah. I wonder what the capacity is there. And if I know the Rams don't play there anymore. Um, they, yeah, so I'm checking at the Cardinal out. Stadium. Um, let's see. It's changed its names. For the full stadium for NFL games, they do 67,000. So it just must um, be the Rams old stadium there. Yeah, yeah. And it's still up, too. It looks like the uh, they do 40,000 for basketball games. I'm imagining WWE is going to try to pack as many people in as possible. Yeah, basketball, um, I bet you if they like host like the you know Final Four or something like that. The Dome mm -hmm. at America Center. So let's, yeah, let's see what the debt. Um, oh, so yeah, 67,000 for an NFL game. Uh, NFL on Fram. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Right. Built in 1995. So that was built when the Rams moved there. Moved back there. From mm -hmm. L moved there from L.A. The Kurt Warner era. Well, even a little few years before Kurt Warner, because it opened Kurt in 95. Broke around in '92, so that yeah, so it's you know I guess in a way it's an older stadium the way things are these days. Oh, it's an older st it, it's yeah without things work in America stadiums get about 20 years and then usually they're gone. Um, unlike in Japan where they just use the stadiums from the '70s still. Yeah, but, right. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a huge place and uh, you know they they've been transitioning into doing bigger arenas like we talked about. Right. I remember. Yeah. Um. I don't you know, like. I don't know if they would even think about doing this with anything other than the Royal Rumble, uh, and WrestleMania. And WrestleMania, they're doing like the football stadium. Summer SummerSlam. I believe they're working on doing bigger venues for SummerSlam now. Okay. Well, you know what they did do. It's funny that we mentioned that because Vegas, right? They did the Raiders Stadium in Vegas for SummerSlam this uh, mm -hmm. last year, you know, which is obviously a probably seventy-five thousand, uh, you know, seating football stadium. So yeah, you're right; they're already doing that. Um, maybe not with the Survivor Series. And it's going to be at yet. Nissan Nissan Stadium next year in Nashville. Oh, yep. For, so for the Royal Rumble. No, no, for SummerSlam, for SummerSlam, and that's the seventy thousand oh, yeah. um, seat outdoor, stadium. That's the outdoor where the Titans play. Yeah, so okay. the, you know WWE is transitioning into these like you know obviously I've heard Nick Khan say if they could do eight hours of TV they would. Well, the same thing goes for if they can get more people into these venues they will. And yeah. you know we we are seeing something kind of similar in Japan too with New Japan like they are. They are trying to do these bigger arenas and bigger venues, and uh, hey, if people are going to buy them, dude, then all power to them, do it. And so um, it, it makes for a cool visual, too. I yes. mean, especially with the uh, Royal Rumble this year, I think that'll look really cool. Yeah, definitely. I think, well, I don't think it'll be as aesthetic as, you know, maybe when they have, I don't know. 
that's kind of a bland indoor stadium. I think WWE is a little more focused on selling tickets, really. Um, true. And, true. True. You know, I think with New Japan, it's not quite just, the. S- yeah, I it's think not quite the same as like when they have like the big uh, Dallas, Texas stadium or the one big Levi's stadium in San Francisco. But well, uh, I would say that um, probably the Tennessee stadium uh, is a similar size, and probably mm-hmm. the dome in St. Louis is a similar size as well. But the outdoor yeah. aesthetic well, really adds to it, um, you know. And for that, sure, it, I thought I thought when they did the uh, Royal Rumble at Minute Maid Park in Houston that that looked pretty damn cool. That's was that the one cool. where they That's... were like, ha- they had people, guys coming out in carts and stuff like that? I, I don't, maybe, I don't remember, but I know that Minute Maid Stadium is actually, oh, oh, so never mind. Uh, I thought I sold something on Etsy, but someone just favorited it, favorited it. Um, oh, I hate when you, when you're sell yeah, you're like, oh, money, and then you're like, ah, oh, someone just likes it, damn it. Yeah, anyway, anywho. Um, Minute Maid Park is where the Houston Astros play, so that's a baseball stadium, so it's not going to fit as much as, you know, those other kind of stadiums we're talking about, but it's definitely, like, a step up from an arena, you know, a basketball, hockey arena. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball stadiums are definitely Yeah, I bigger. think that was the, the, I think that was the one, or they might just be doing this more nowadays, because, like, the, the runway, especially at a baseball stadium, they can't quite do the normal runway. No, and, they have and, the dugouts and all that stuff, so they don't have as much Yeah, so I think would, that yeah. they put the big dudes on, onto carts and drive them to the ring. I remember Big E was joking about that, like... Like, really, dude? Like, I can't run fast enough for this? They just put me on a golf cart and bring me to the ring? It's like they used to take, you know, they used to, uh, you know, guy, pitchers coming out of the bullpen would go on the golf cart sometimes. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to create that kind of effect. I don't I don't know why I don't remember that. But, um, yeah, anyways, the I think it's clear to say that um, the Royal Rumble is, I, to me, the second biggest show. Uh, of the year for WWE, WWF, whatever it was. Um, I think it's my probably my favorite show. It's my favorite as year. well. It's it basically sets the tone for the entire year, um, basically, mm-hmm. and also it it sets up the tone for their most important, biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, right? And uh, it, it's just always been the coolest thing when you were a kid. Who's coming out next? The two minutes. Even last year with my kids, we put um, numbers in a hat and we all picked the number. And if you got the number of the guy who won, you get to... You took a shot. Yeah, we got to... Yeah, we took a shot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, those kids, man. Under the table by the end. Um, (laughs) It was a crazy night. (laughs) Just one shot of whiskey. That was all they needed. Um, I like Toriano. They got to pick dinner or something. I don't remember what it was, but... uh, Cool. Obviously, there's four of us, so we all got a bunch of numbers each. But uh, I just loved it. I even from my memories when I was a kid, um, with my uncle going to somebody's house and watching the Royal Rumble, and all of us picking out numbers, and you know, being me being kind of naive at the time, like you know, under ten years old, thinking, "Oh my God, I got a number twenty-eight, and it's one of the nasty boys. I got a chance," you know. Um, it's just one of those things. Where <laughs> did you, you really think you had a chance with the nasty boys? When I was eight years old, of course I did. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know that much back then. Um, obviously, now, you know, it's different. You There's only, like, three or four guys that you can think you can win it. But, honestly, in the last 
few years too. The matches of the Royal Rumble matches have been really good. Um, and it have they, been, they have the matches themselves are usually good. The yeah. the finishes have not always been the greatest. I Roman right. Reigns, but um, you know, well the, that the, Shinsuke I, Nakamura I one was tremendous. That and Oscar, same yeah, year. and the Oscar one. Those, I mean, they've they've been very memorable parts of the year, and it's one of those things where everyone gets involved, and um, it's there's just so like many this, stories. That's th- there's always something to keep your attention, whether it's somebody coming in or something going on in the corner. There's they they fit everything into that match. There's comedy, there's you know violence and drama, high suspense, drama, and there's like kind of moments you can count on, like. Kofi Kingston doing a you know a handstand to stay out of the ring and hopping on a chair, I, you know, I, I or him fought, what was he he fell back onto Adam Rose's party at one time and they right, threw him back something in like the ring. That, yeah, um, I feel like those moments are getting less and less as time goes by, and it, maybe it would be Mustafa Ali that did that, although he asked for his release, so we probably won't see him in the Rumble, right. but uh, or he'll just yeah. get jobbed out on the Rumble immediately. But yeah, there's all these spots that you know I I know that. They had like the female version of Kofi with uh, with Trinity. Uh, I always forget her name. Trinity Fatu. Right. Um, so she she did like the thing, which was almost like Naomi. almost kind of a botch, but she did it. Yeah, Naomi. Yeah, I mean Naomi. Yeah, she jumped on the table and then used the chair. Which those rules are a little ridiculous, but you know what? They work. The handstand. It's like really, dude. You're not out if you, you know, or hopping on one foot. You know, it's actually fairly easy not to be pushed out of the rumble if you really think about it. You just land on one foot. Yeah, and the fact that uh, you know they have enough women and it's built to the level where they can actually have matches. Um, they can they have a Royal Rumble now for the last three or four years. That's awesome, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you have two Rumble matches to look forward to, um, and all that. And you know, I guess what would you say is um, maybe pick a handful of your favorite Royal Rumble memories. You go first. Well. Well, de- definitely Nakamura winning was awesome. Yeah. So again, I only came back watching in like 14 or 15, but I did go back and watch a bunch of old stuff too. Um, yeah. Watching, you know, 2008 when John Cena came back from injury and, and took Triple H out and stuff, that seems like it was a huge, huge moment. And uh, just watching it back, even though I wasn't there live, and so I, I don't know if I, I could necessarily call it a memory, but... You know, watching that w- was just really awesome. Like it, it's that drama of like you don't know who's going to be there. Um, my biggest Royal Rumble memory for sure is the AJ Styles debut. I think that that was really? just oh, dude. I mean, okay. my, being such a huge New you Japan don't have fan. Any of those like childhood memories with the Royal Rumble at all? I watched the Rumble. I remember I got the 95 Rumble on tape, but I don't have any like, oh, I can't believe that happened things from when I was a kid. I mean, I remember watching it as a kid. I remember like something I remember in particular was the jobbers where you'd be like, oh, you know, that guy's not going to win. You know, like some wrestler, you have no clue even who he really is. Like the Brooklyn Brawler coming on at number 18. You're like, okay, next, right? Some guy wearing like a singlet in freaking like like bright blue with like black specks all over it, and you're just like, I haven't even seen this guy on TV. Like, what the fuck? Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, I remember. Wait, 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 what did you say? A, a what? 
Where like a what? blue singlet with like black specks all over oh, it. Like just I thought you were talking about Dusty's gimmick for a second with the polka dots. I was like, oh, that was Dusty Rhodes. No. You know what? But as a kid, though, what I remember more about the Royal Rumble actually was like the matches, the uh, the, the match, the singles matches on the shows. Okay. Like I remember the whole Bret Hart slash Undertaker kind of thing going on. Um, right. Where Undertaker was wearing a mask at the time and stuff. Right. The Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah, yeah. That stuff I, I really remember. The casket matches and uh, maybe even the, yeah. you know, the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels casket match. I think it was 98. Um, yeah, that that No, no, I'm sorry. Stuff, the Undertaker Shawn Michaels casket match where he fucked his back up. Yeah, that, that stuff sticks out to me, but I definitely remember, though, as a kid, it was like 95, and okay. I got the 94 Royal Rumble on tape, and I, you know, from Blockbuster or whatever, right, and I right. remember watching it pretty in detail and being like, okay, so these this is what was going on last year, so if this is what was going on last year, like, <laughs> helping me understand, you know, everything, so I definitely watched that tape a bunch of times, too. I remember, I believe, like, Mabel... If that was his gimmick back then, he was, yeah, I think he, he was, that, it's, for some reason that sticks out in my head, you know what I mean? Okay. But um, Yeah, we have as, these moments and just random things, yeah. Random stuff, but as far as like the, the moments that make me go like, oh my god, just that AJ Styles debut and Roman Reigns in the ring and being such a huge a huge uh new japan fan and knowing that he was going to wwe but not knowing when that moment and i still i've seen it on youtube i've watched the clip like 50 times you yeah. know could it be you know it it, it is it, and it says phenomenal one and the crowd just pops so huge that that moment for me is just oh great 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 yeah that was that, that was a pretty good moment especially with him and nakamura winning uh, for like you know our entry points back in those were definitely um, you know since our laps or whatever um, well to me like obviously um, one of the big ones for me was Ric Flair uh, 92 that was I think mm -hmm. it was 92 I think we're almost on that actually I want to say that sometime this week was the 30 year anniversary of Ric Flair winning the world title in the Royal Rumble uh, which I believe wow. was the first time that the uh, actual world title was on the line in the, in the Royal Rumble, with the second time being when I mm -hmm. want to say Triple H won it. And yes, yes, the anniversary was a few days ago. That was January 19th at the Knickerbocker Arena in, in New York. And I want to tell you, um, the, the match by then actually had some kind of prestige to it. Yes. And Ric Flair actually cried when he won it. With he actually tear in my eye, right? Like at the, the famous promo after the match, just... Really good stuff, and the story told during it. He, I think he was one of the... He was in there, I don't know if he was one or two, or he was in there early for the whole time, and a lot of stuff with Bobby the Brain Heaton. As a matter of fact, I might just go and watch that again tonight, because um, it sounds appropriate. Um, so that's a big moment for me. One I remember is when we went to... My uncle and I went to a friend's. I think it must have been a one Hogan one, so like 91-ish. And like I said before, I had my, you know, Brian Skaggs or whatever one of the nasty boys at number like 28 thinking i had a chance with that little button and of course it was like i want to say it was hogan and him at the last two um or it had to be mm. somebody else i don't remember but hogan won that uh won that royal rumble and of course you know 
raised like I was, I was not happy about Hogan winning the Royal Rumble. Um, and then I, the moment when Hogan eliminated uh, Sid by pulling him out of the ring and looking like a total whining crybaby, right? Um, I mm-hmm. remember that. And I think that opened the door for, was it Shawn Michaels to win that one? Shawn Michaels won in 95 and 96. Right. And uh, Bret think- Hart and Lex Luger won in 94. Was that the accidental tie? Yes. It was. And that's when uh, Vince busted both his quads. Was that 94? I No, I don't know. that. No, no, that was Batista and John Cena when they did it. Okay, much, much later. Yeah. Um, they were supposed to tie, I think, and... One of them clearly went down first or whatever, and that's when Vince Steam rolled out there and tore both his quads jumping into the ring and was just and there's a there. great tweet from there's a great tweet from Brian Gewertz and uh, they said he says people are have been asking me lately what is the craziest royal rumble moment ever and he says you guys are talking about besides the fact when there was a botched finish and then the co- the chairman of the company blew both his quads walking out. <laughs> running out um or just how does that happen dude violently walking out there i i mean just from violent is is it kind of like when Sami Zayn fucking busted his shoulders from celebrating before getting into the ring with john cena yes if you just do something too hard and too he was probably pissed huh uh mcmahon yeah yeah i'm sure he was because he looked pissed and or in, in a lot of pain too um, <laughs> Both yeah, his quads, bro. How did he even walk out of there? But um, those yeah, are huge muscles. That's well. Sometimes I don't know, man. Like you make your muscles too big, <laughs> and they tend to explode. I guess. Um, I actually attended a Royal Rumble. Um, no way. 1999 Royal Rumble in Anaheim, Arrowhead Pond. Um. I was so there. we had uh, Vince McMahon win the Royal Rumble. Yes, yes. I was there with uh, my uncle, his friend, and my my best buddy from high school, Aaron Kaufman. We were there, um, and wow. we bought tickets early. We got them the minute they went on sale. We went to Ticketmaster, and we got our nosebleed seats for the for the Royal Rumble. Um, we also the main event was the Rock and Mankind and the famous I Quit match. Um, which was just insane oh, wow. person. So was that the when they when they they played the recording of yes. him saying I quit? Yes. Okay. Yes. We were there. Did for you that. think he really said it in the stands? It was pretty clear that I I don't remember exactly how it sounded, but it was probably similar to what it sounded like um, on TV, on like over exaggerated. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, I swear to God, like me and Aaron were the only two people rooting for The Rock in the entire building. We both had really? our shirts on and everything. Yeah, he was pretty hated at that time because uh, he was yeah. a few months out of, you know, winning at Survivor Series and turning on everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, and of course he lost it like a week later at the Super Bowl at the halftime Heat empty arena match. But yes, we were mm. there for that match. Was it a great Royal Rumble itself? Not really. Um, you know the whole McMahon thing was kind of kind of silly and stuff, but of course that's a big kind of ridiculous because I was actually there, um, and that was that was really oh, cool. Oh, of course, and, you know, so it's nice to say like I've been to a Royal Rumble, and it was probably at the time where I think I was. A, this was you know 
January of the year 1999. So I was entering my last semester of high school. So, you know, I mm. went back to school the next day, think, you know, with my Timberland boots or whatever I was wearing at the time, <laughs> you know, with yeah. my rock shirt that I bought at the Rail Rumble. And I, I kind of do believe I got sick a few. I wasn't, I got sick after that show. Like, I, you know, uh, you got the rumble sickness, dude. Yeah, I got. I had the flu a, a couple days after or whatever. I think all of us got sick. Just you know, it was kind of cold and rainy, if I remember correctly. Uh, rare for Southern California, but yeah, that's a big memory for me is uh, being in person for the '99 Royal Rumble, and not only that for, but the uh, Rock, Mankind, Infamous, um, I Quit match. You know where he had his kids in the front row. And it was a big part oh, of... Oh, shit. Really big part of Beyond the Mat was that match. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I, I, gotta s- I, I, I gotta say that, like, it's a little weird because I have thought recently about my old fandom. And, you know, the, one of the big differences between you and me, man, is I was much younger and watched wrestling for a much shorter period of time. Because... Um, I really was only a big fan from like 94 to 97 because I, I remember by the time The Rock was became like this massive star, I was almost out. So it's like, and I was smaller than you too. I was younger. You know what I'm saying? So you were in high school by 99. Yeah. 99, I was, I was only 12 years old. Yeah. See, like, I think we're, we got like five years in between us. So you do the math and you want to figure out how old we are. I, I do remember plugging my PlayStation controller in, though, and pretending to control the wrestlers. That was fun. And uh, But uh, I, I'll say this. I, I went back and watched the uh, some clips from the Nitro that I went to in Colorado Springs, and I realized that I saw Chris Jericho there and at AEW years and years later. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I know that I went to a, a couple of Raws. I think I went to a Raw or two in Anaheim and a raw at Staples Center. Um, see, this is the thing, like when I was in high school, so we're talking the years 95, 96, 96. so you know, so 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, in that range, I would say at least from, I, I'm probably preaching the choir of this, but from 98 to 2000, like WWE was like or just pro wrestling in general was a household thing like it was everywhere for sure like even and it was getting school, there by like, the time listen, I've been I work in the school system out here I don't see any kids wearing any wrestling shirts you know never never maybe I saw one kid with a bullet club shirt once like and but, that's even a little that's even a little like weird the bullet club shirt you you'd probably more likely see them wearing some Walmart uh re- WWE shirt right like a Randy Orton shirt with you know that or something mm-hmm. like, but that's the thing is I don't even really see that now it's not definitely yeah. not in the pop culture when I was even in middle school I liked wrestling because I was a kid who liked Bret Hart or you know Shawn Michaels or Mr. Perfect or whatever but there's not even that element, it seems like, with kids now. Um, they either grow out of it very young, but there's not really that, at least not now, and not that I've seen in going to schools now. I don't really see the one. I don't know. But, you know, in that 99 to 2000, it was like you couldn't turn your head without seeing it somewhere. Whether it was I remember reading... 
I remember I was a hardcore video game magazine fan, and, like, I remember reading in, like, 97 about it, and it was just, like, talking about all wrestling is at the most popular it's ever been. I remember thinking as a kid, like, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's great right now. You know what I mean? I was like, it's, and I remember thinking it's really cool that I like something that is so popular, kind of like, you know, football and stuff. It's like, wrestling is so popular. It's so cool that I enjoy this, and, like, everyone else does. Like, all of my cousins knew about it. Right. You know, all my f- friends kind of knew. I could reference The Rock, and everyone knew what I was talking about. Do the eyebrow. Sure. Nowadays, if I, I was like, hey, what about that Big E joke? People would be like, who the fuck is Big E? Yeah, exactly. Um, they're not, I mean, even now, I bet you, I, <laughs> I, I could probably ask some of these kids, like, hey, um, did you know that Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler? Can you believe that? <laughs> Like, I bet Ooh. you that was, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, 99-2000, they were just as popular as, I don't know, think about kids like playing Minecraft or Fortnite. Football, Fortnite. Let's just say Fortnite. The way that Fortnite is with kids in, the, in pop culture now, that's what pro wrestling was. E- even bigger, though, because adults and everything were, were watching it and going out of the way. Just I mean, just look at the crowds. Like, um... Yeah, but but don't but forget now, that I in think the, er- the people that are watching wrestling now, and then the people that are tuning in for the Rumble, are a lot of people like us who are just trying to have. There's a nostalgic value to people that start wrestling again now. I don't think they're getting. I, <clears throat> I honestly don't think they're making. There's a, they probably are making some new fans, um, but you know, a lot of it probably is, kids of parents that are like us. Yeah, that force feed it. My kids, they kind of like it, but they're, you know, my other kid would rather fight me than watch it. Like, it just riles them up, which I'm sure... Oh, and and I got... I got my kid, dude. He like we wrestled all the time. He lo- he started loving wrestling. He became a huge Okada fan. He's he would always cheer for Okada because I would always cheer against Okada. You know, <laughs> as a as a little kid, he's probably not into that stuff anymore because I'm not really in his life anymore. But I mean, yeah, we 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 kind of force feed him. Nay, hey, that's okay. I remember once I had this. I have a niece, and I was showing her Becky Lynch and all that stuff. And one of my my brother came up and he's like, "Hey, man." You need to let her like what she likes. You don't need to force her. I'm like, ah, fuck you. I'm not forcing her anything. Well, anyways. Um, yeah, so, you always like to show them what you like, but then, of course, you let them make their own decision. You're just introducing but, but hey, them. You're not, you're not, like, making them, you know, did you do your homework? Sit and down and watch the whole Royal Rumble. But What's her finisher? No, it's the But don't forget, don't right. forget... Yeah, don't forget though that as big as wrestling was then in ninety three ninety four, it was not doing well at all in in WWE WWF at the time. Um, they were struggling pretty badly. So yeah, they were, and that struggle kind of went into the mid, you know, into ninety six ninety seven too, until they started to turn around. Yeah, you never really know. Wrestling is a cyclical business, man. It comes and it goes. And, uh, you know, you really can't necessarily predict, you know, it, it, it has wrestling has had many ups and downs throughout all since it started in, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s. There's been boom periods and there's been bust periods and all that stuff. But I'm sure you know that already. But one so. constant with WWE is every year for the past 30 or so years, they've had the Royal Rumble in January. Yep. 
And so, speaking speaking of the Royal Rumble, um, and thanks for getting us back on track. Um, talk about like you you were mentioning Pat Patterson about the history of the Royal Rumble and how that came to be. What do you know about that? Um, well, pretty much what I know is uh, well, I don't know what I know, but what I've been um led to understand what you've heard on podcasts and stuff yeah (laughs) there you go um pat patterson is the one that came up with the concept of a royal rumble um he maybe he got it from somewhere else or whatever but it was he pitched it several times until finally uh they bought it and i think believe 1990 was the first one in wwf something like that where Hacksaw Jim Duggan won? 1988. 1988, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, close. Um, yeah, so I think it was. It seemed to be at least the brainchild of Pat Patterson, at least from the WWE mm-hmm. perspective. Um, and that's what kind of led to what we see today. Yeah, for sure. So I, I kind of jokingly mentioned, oh, there was something before that. There, There's an idea that there may have been an ancestor to the Rumble in the 70s. It's not even really worth talking about, although uh, like Bruiser Brody was in it, uh, listed as a Bruiser Broder, which is mm. a weird... Uh, but like um, no, it might have been for sure. Bobo Brazil was in it and uh, Johnny Rods. But uh, years later, so we're in the 80s, uh, late 80s, kind of 1987. So Patterson and Vince were doing brainstorming session. And it was uh, actually, so well, before that. So I guess that in the 80s, a lot of shows would have battle royals at the end where all the wrestlers from the show would do the battle royal. And I didn't realize that, but that was a really common thing. Did you know that? Um, it kind of ne- doesn't ring a bell with me, but that sounds pretty cool. But yeah, like house you, shows. But which you, yeah, what you could say is that the battle royal was the precursor to the Royal Rumble. I mean, the only difference is is that all the competitors come in or start in the ring at once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which creates kind of a clusterfuck. But uh, um, so. It was uh, Patterson and Vince were brainstorming, and Patterson went out to go smoke, and it kind of popped into his head, like, how about you do a battle royal, but you, you know, you you bring in competitors every, uh, sequentially, right? Right. And so he told Vince about it, and Vince shot down the idea, and he said it was a terrible idea, and all that stuff. So they just, dis- but they did decide to test it, okay? So... In uh, October 4th, 1987, at the Kiel Auditorium in St. Louis, they did do the first Royal Rumble, misspelled as the Royal Ramble, but um, it they did it, and um, it was a failure. And the reason, partially, it was a failure is because, okay, one man gang won it, right? Mm-hmm. And they did offer him a shot against Hulk Hogan, but they accidentally announced that one man gang was going to go against Hulk Hogan at the next show during the intermission. Oh. Which I guess so I guess the so they really spoiled the results already and the observer uh reports that 1976 people were at the show but they also said that uh Wait, how many? 1976 in the Kiel Center which is like a hockey arena. Yikes. <laughs> So uh, it was a failure, and fans booed it. They booed and jeered. 
um, because of the accidental results. And they also said that the producer... So Pat Patterson was not a producer on this Royal Rumble. And he said that him not being there was part of what made it shitty. Was that they had never had this concept before. The wrestlers nor the producers. Um, where this like sequential battle royal. And so like there was a lot of confusion. Not really sure how to do the spots and, and stuff like that. And you could see that right? Like never doing this match. Mm-hmm. Like how do we do it? Yeah I mean it's a very intricate process. I mean... You have to, like, it's almost probably, I don't know, it's probably the equivalent of booking 20 to 30 matches, no? Well, I mean, every wrestler, and especially the wrestler that wins, you have to have a whole sequence memorized, right? You have to know this guy goes out by you, and then this guy goes out, and then I I think the main thing is you have to remember, like, which order you're going to go out in, right? Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, um room for improvisation and putting it together but the only thing you know is uh the results and maybe a few spots here and there um because it's just really impossible to script the thing from you know bell to bell i'd have to think but i know that there my, my guess my guess is my guess is that they have the whole order of people the order that they go out in but then, then like like I said, like you're gonna go out after this guy. This is your spot. And then if you're part of the spot, you're it's like okay, you see that guy go out, then you do this spot. You know what right. I mean? I and think so they you have probably to rem- know when they're coming in, when they're getting eliminated, and who's eliminating them. Exactly. So. I mean, because you, you talk about the improvisation in the Rumble, and you have to, because there's way too much, but sometimes the Rumble improvisation and Battle Royals in general can look really sloppy. I mean, you've seen guys accidentally pin other guys and stuff like that in, in Battle guys Royals. eliminate themselves on accident, like Stone Cold, I believe, in 97 <laughs> or something like that. So it does yeah. happen. And it's so different from a normal match because, you know, you're trained to do all this stuff. And now, like, the whole thing is, like, don't let your feet touch the ground. So you have to adopt these whole new rules in your head. So I could imagine it being a total challenge for producers and wrestlers. And, you know, if it weren't WWE-level talent doing it, if this were my local indie trying to do a rumble, I could imagine a total clusterfuck. That's very true. And I bet you if you ask a lot of guys if they like the match, they probably would say no. Well, I've heard Stone Cold saying that he d- didn't like doing those or Battle Royals because they were, it was so crowded and, you know, dealing with all the people in the ring. And then on top of it, when you improvise, look, like, like what? okay, what is it? It's usually a dude, like, beating another dude in the corner for ten minutes, right? And then just yeah. doing a move would, uh, and then waiting. Doc Gallo say forearm, 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 right? Yeah, forearm, forearm, maybe turn around, hit another guy, sell, and then you have to sell for like five, ten minutes. Although, I've said this before, look, if you're a wrestling fan, you're really a loser if you're sitting there watching the people selling in the corner and not the actual spots going on. Right, it's and like there's, the guys there's who are, rest periods for the guys where they're just kind of sitting in the corner. Yep, yep, or, or they're outside of the ring, but they didn't get eliminated. Exactly, so... Um, that's just, you know, it's funny how we talk about how there's so many things going on and maybe that it gets a little too convoluted sometimes and, uh, you know, maybe in a little, a little too much contrived with some of the eliminations and stuff, but every year it attracts us for some reason. What is it that makes us so excited about the Royal Rumble every year? 
I mean, is it well, is it the two minute countdown and not knowing who's going to come through the curtain? That's got to be part it, of right? it. Part, I think that it's a, it's a it's a few things. One, it's the mystery and the intrigue, right? Which is you know not as much nowadays because they've already announced 15 of the competitors so we i remember one year like we only like we only had like five mystery opponents in the women's royal rumble or something like that right right so i, I don't the, remember what it was back in the day like because th- what they would do is they would have the guys do the promos in the middle of the you know during the pay-per-view or saying like i'm gonna win the royal rumble because i'm gonna da 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 and they would do that with the guys kind of sprinkled through the show. And I don't know what it tallied up to, um, but it definitely wasn't 30. Um, yeah, it's it's not. And, and people always time it, but you, they're smart. With the Royal Rumble, they wait for the spot and then they hit, hit the timer. Right, right. Or, I mean, I'm sure that two minutes isn't always two minutes. Sometimes they're just like, all right, we need to spice it up, get that guy out there already if it's been... You know, a minute and ten seconds. Or we need to wait. We need to wait for this dude to be eliminated before we put the ten seconds on. Exactly. So, um, anyways, so maybe it's that, just that's a, part of it. Maybe that's. I think to me, it's who's coming through next. The other part, though, is seeing all the alliances that form or get broken because every year you have like, oh, these two dudes are working together. Oh, wait a second. They turned on each other, especially in the final four. Right. That, that, that is so fun. You know, what was the, do you remember the year when it was like, maybe it was Seth Rollins and, uh, and Rey Mysterio Jr. And maybe John Cena, something like that, or Triple H. I, I remember this year where they had like, all these dudes and like you didn't want a few of them to win but you wanted a couple of them to win and the drama was just like okay well who's gonna work together who's and i might be getting like three rumbles mixed up in my head but you're like okay well i want this guy to win but is he gonna work with this guy you know that intrigue is really exciting yeah but you know what like there's kind of like an ingredients to the perfect royal rumble and part of it is making that compelling final four where you at least think that three of them could win it. Yeah. But it, it does, like, need... I don't know what it's looking like this year. I think you mentioned it before you we on the air that there's two guys maybe that are in position to win it this year, right? Well, that's just the betting odds. The um, betting odds. But I'm just saying, let's say you got to have at least two or three guys every year that you think really legit have a chance. To oh, yeah. really make it work, right? It can't just yeah. be like, we know Roman Reigns is going to win. Let's just get on with it, right? Um, mm-hmm. What makes it work, if that is the case, if that guy gets eliminated, that's a big moment. But it's almost like, you know, I really think it is the countdown and it's the who's coming in next. It's almost like in wrestling, there's not a lot of like, who's the mystery opponent and here they are. You get that occasionally. It's part of um, what made John Cena's U.S. title challenge so exciting. Yeah, right. Um, so it's like we have 30 mystery opponents. Even though we know who's in there, we just don't know when they're coming. So I almost feel like every everybody coming in, is it feel you feel like it's a surprise. Um, unless they kind of say, oh, he's you know predestined for 30, or they determine that this person's number one, this person's number 30, or whatever. But everything in between, every everybody feels like a surprise. Um and that's what makes it so cool to me. 
I think it is hilarious that looking at the betting odds, the chances of The Rock winning this year's Royal Rumble are very similar to Austin Theory winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I guess we'd be short. We would be a little bit below those guys. Yeah, and Braun Breaker, who has not been announced, uh, will give you thirty-four dollars on the dollar. Thirty-four so, to one. Okay. Thirty-four. It just says thirty-four dollars, so I'm assuming that means thirty-four to one, right? Probably. I don't know. So um, I've never seen it really put that way, but I mean, they did. I mean, he's probably got a good chance to actually participate. And when I'm looking at the people they've announced, um, you know, I feel like they're crazy not to put him in. I mean, especially because NXT is struggling. Yes, they are. I mean, that's a whole other issue right now. Um, yeah, that they're not catch. I mean, that's the alleged thing is they're not uh, catching on like they thought they would with new stars, which is. I don't know, whatever. But um, and younger viewers, even in their twenties and thirties. Um, so I, I, uh, let me let me go back real quick to um, talk about a little bit of the history. So that that because yeah, listeners are probably wondering like, okay, if the first Royal Rumble was a failure, then what happened? And uh, what happened was the idea died actually. But what happened was that Dick Ebersol got involved, famous TV executive, um, NBC. And Dick Eversall actually had a lot to do with WWE programming. Yeah, um, right, in, in, the, the, in that Saturday Night's main event era. Yeah, so what happened is they had started a channel called USA, and they wanted to do a special on USA. And, you know, Vince said, well, Pat, why don't you pitch your stupid idea to Dick Eversall? And Dick Eversall loved it. And he, he was the first person that really, besides obviously Patterson, well, he was the first person to like see like the drama that could come from it and all, all the all the feelings that you could get from it. And he, he saw something special in it. And so they decided, Dick Eversall um, and obviously Vince decided that they would do a new special on USA and the Royal Rumble. And that was the first official Royal Rumble where uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. Wow, so. that uh, that totally makes sense. How for that all to come together like that? L- l- little trivia here, by the way, too. There have been three non-televised Royal Rumbles since then. Did you know that? <sighs> I'm not yachting because of this thrilling conversation, of course. But no, I did not. Okay, check this out. This is very interesting. Uh, March 1988, Rick Rude won an untelevised Royal Rumble. Hmm. January 1994, Owen Hart won an untelevised Royal Rumble. Hmm. And the most interesting one to me is May 94 in Osaka, Japan, The Undertaker won Japanese Royal Rumble. I'm wondering if there were any, like, stakes or, like... If they got championship shots and stuff. Right, yeah. What were the... What was the rub if they won? What was the outcome? But I guess it was just like... Or was it... It was just like the Osaka Invitational Rumble, or it kind of yeah. reminds me of when um, Braun Strowman won the Oil Rumble, or whatever they called it in Saudi Arabia. Oh God, is that is that what people called it, the Oil Rumble? <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good name to me. And he got that green belt that we had never seen again since that point. I can't was that the greatest the, Rumble ever, or whatever like they that. called it, it or the biggest like the Rumble, sixty-three man, or whatever it was, um, Rumble. You know, well, as my uncle calls it, the Rumble Royal. But um, 
and I think he won that, and I don't really think he got anything out of it other than that green belt, which that we never saw again. Jeez, the one. This is the one where, uh, um, the dude tripped and fell, right? And Chris Jericho was in it and stuff. Yes, that where Titus okay. tripped and fell. It was actually, Titus. if I remember correctly, Titus O'Neil. It was actually a pretty good one, if I remember correctly. Um, it was Chris Jericho's last appearance for WWE. Yes, and it was, and I think Daniel Bryan was in it too, and had like a good show. Um, yeah, I remember it being a really good match. Actually, I remember it being one of the better rum- uh, Royal Rumbles. Uh, it was pretty well put together. They had some, you know, people we've never heard of in it that were, you know, whatever. But um, they had was, to it fill it good. up a hundred people or whatever. Was it forty or was it a hundred dudes? I want to say it was sixty. Okay. I, I that for some reason that number uh, makes sense. It was it was probably called like Greatest Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, like it, that. yeah, it was uh, Greatest Royal Rumble, and uh, they did fifty. They did fifty, 50 guys. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. So almost they twice even had as many. Tony, yeah, they had to get all sorts of people in there from NXT and Dan Matha. Dan Matha was in there. They had some. Uh, Yokozuna, uh, you know, impersonator or something in there, too. I remember they had some sumo guy because... The Great know, Kali was the, in it. The, oh, was he? Uh, they had the Saudi prince probably said, I really liked, uh, you know, Yokozuna and Macho Man. And they're like, yeah, they're kind of both dead or something. I remember there were some wrestlers who <laughs> said he wanted to see and they were all dead or something like that. Hornswoggle was in it, too. Don't forget that. Wow. And so was a guy named... Okay, the sumo wrestler was Hiroki Sumi. Uh, Hish, Hishofuji Hiroki, who, uh, yes, was a former sumo wrestler from Japan. <laughs> so they flew a sumo wrestler from Japan in because... The prince uh, was Yeah, yeah. Wow. So didn't I didn't watch that rumble. I remember thinking it seemed super gimmicky and stuff. And then after it happened, I just remember seeing Titus O'Neil tripping and falling, which... Great moment. Great moment. Feel bad for Titus. Thank God he's been able to laugh about it because it was funny. I mean, the dude literally went entirely <laughs> under the ring. <laughs> I wish he would have just crawled under the ring and stayed there. He even made an action figure out of that moment with the shirt and all that stuff. I mean... No way. Dude, it was it was honestly one of the just... I You, you don't see falls like that on... R.I.P. Bob Saget, by the way, with in America's Home Money is Home videos. You don't really see stuff like that. <laughs> can, right? can you imagine the sound effects they would have? Whoop, 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 whoop. And then yeah. he falls. He's like, What did I do? Yeah. I mean, it was one of the funniest moments in the history. And the dude went pretty much under the entire ring. It was great. It, it was a really great moment. And let's talk about memorable moments in the Rumble. Another memorable moment in the Rumble for me, and I was homeless at the time, so believe it or not, I wanted to watch the Rumble so bad, I bought a beer at a bar, and they let me sit and watch it on my phone the whole night, okay? Mm. So I watched Rowan Reigns win the Royal Rumble, and that, my friend, was a rough night. Well, I'd imagine... Uh... What, I mean, what would you do to charge your phone after that, like when you left? I just it? plugged it in. There was a, a port to plug it in on the wall. At the bar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you just kind of sat in the corner at like a table or something? Yeah, and my friend that liked wrestling watched it with me. On your phone? 
Mm-hmm. And now, of course, the John Cena triple threat match was incredible. But yes. the uh, the that seeing Roman Reigns win and just me being disappointed. First of all, I remember being like, "Really, dude? Really? This is where we're going?" And then the crowd just turning on him, and The Rock tried to save face, and then they booed The Rock. And I will always remember that look on The Rock's face of just utter, just kind of really seemed shocked. And almost like, y'all didn't tell me this was going to happen. <laughs> it, I don't it think... It was almost I, like, he was like, what? Like, it was like, a, not disappointment, but he was surprised, it seemed like. That's because no one had booed The Rock since, like, 97, dude. And, yeah, he, well, probably 98. Um, or maybe when he came back and was Hollywood Rock for a minute, they kind of boosted yeah. a little bit. But um, and I think, but not thing, go away heat. I mean, listen, the crowd really wanted Daniel Bryan to win that year. Yeah, and I think that was evident. I know we've talked about this before, like, but I my theory is this: Who won it the year before in twenty fourteen? Um. Uh, 2014 was Batista, uh, Batista yeah. And Batista. The crowd, the crowd, yeah, see, the crowd really wanted Daniel Bryan that year, too. But yep. they were behind Roman Reigns a, a lot more in 2014. He was that mm. big dude in the shield. I kind of felt like if Roman Reigns would have won it the year before, there would have not been the outcry there was that year. And I've always... The pinpointing for the the park they could not get Roman Reigns over really stemmed from him winning that Royal Rumble and not being Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, I could definitely anim- see that. That's where all the animosity began against him. wasn't because he was Roman Reigns. It was because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and you know what, man? Um, who knew it all started with Dan- it all starts and ends with Daniel Bryan. It's not about it's not about Roman Reigns. It's all about Daniel Bryan. Because I would always say like they're shoving Roman Reigns down our throat. We don't like Roman Reigns. No, you just don't like the fact that he wasn't Daniel Bryan in the 2015 Royal Rumble. And I I really think that's what. Um, started that whole thing with Roman is Roman was fine and if they would have put him in and won the year before um, you know when Batista won I don't really think fans would have been that upset but with yeah it would have been a little hard though because then what he would have went against who uh, Triple H or no, I'm, I'm not as sure it, 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 it was Randy Orton mm. but um, that's right that's I don't right. know yeah the end result would have obviously you know that created one of the you know the, the best uh, you know, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania storylines and for sure. WrestleMania nights ever was that Daniel Bryan journey uh, to winning that title. But um, I think well, fan, the- I, what I'm saying is the fans were booing Roman the whole night then, and they they were getting the idea that he was going to win. And then once Daniel Bryan was eliminated and they lost their the favorite, you know. That's when things fell apart. Um, and one of the issues, too, is that Roman Reigns, they definitely wanted at that time, they wanted him to be the next John Cena. They wanted him to be the everlasting baby face that will never turn heel. And that they, you know, I think I had even seen Vince McMahon saying, like, it doesn't matter who you choose, like, doesn't matter who the fans like, like, I pick 
I pick who the fans like. Like it does, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like the fans, which you know has changed over time because now we know a lot more about the industry. But um, you know, uh, with hindsight, you know they they have uh, turned Roman Reigns into something really great, um, and they actually uh, finally did something really cool with him. But at that time, that was yeah. You're probably right. It did have a lot to do with Daniel Bryan. I remember when um, Daniel Bryan. Do you remember? What, was this right after um, that rumble where they did Brian versus uh, Roman Reigns for yes. like Roadblock? Roadblock, okay. Fastlane, and they had a good lane, match too. You know, you know, emergency shoulder, whatever it was called. They did have yeah. that match, <laughs> and it was for the shot at WrestleMania. And everyone knew that Roman was going to win that match, so it's almost like they dangled the carrot in front of the fans, of course, uh, and said, you know, you know, like, oh, we're going to give you something. Nope. Um, and yeah, of course they had a good match, and I even remember, like, I think they, you know, anyway, I, it's going a little too far into the weeds with it, but I even remember there was a SmackDown where him and Roman, Roman and Daniel Bryan were in a gauntlet match, uh, as, as a tag team, and it was like, the, encompassed the whole episode of SmackDown, and it was really good. They ended up losing, and I think, like, the Usos won or something to that effect, but, um... No, it uh, they definitely kind of teased you with it and let it, and the story came out beyond it and and all that and even uh, I think it was what was the year ninety seven um, with the Royal Rumble um, they did a final four pay per view that featured the last four um, com- uh, competitors in contestants that Royal from the Rumble. Yeah, I think okay. Stone Cold won that Rumble, but. He, you know, he was a heel and did it by some cheating. So they took the final four guys in that rumble, and the next pay per view was a four way um, between I want to say Undertaker, Sid, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold. So uh, speaking of Stone Cold, by the way, I'm looking here, and has he won the most rumbles at three? I'm not seeing anyone else with three. Tell me if I'm missing something here. I it looks don't. like. I do believe that would be it, yeah. He won in, yeah. was it 98, 97, 98 in like 2001 or something like that? Exactly, yeah. yep. Um, trying to see if, you know, if it's, you know, Randy Orton could potentially beat him one day. That is potential. He's, he won in 09 and in 2017. Um, right. And he's got another one in him probably, maybe. You know, it's possible. Um so uh, obviously Becky Lynch could keep winning Royal Rumbles and people would probably be happy with that. Um, but yeah, Stone Cold is uh, a, if there ever was a Mr. Royal Rumble, it's definitely Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, sure. I mean, winning three and no one and then there, there's a, probably a, a good handful of two. Shawn Michaels. There's, oh yeah, we got Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels. You've got as far as two, there's Triple H. Who really, you know, the only reason he run in sixteen was I remember because like there was a disaster, like so many injuries in the company yeah, and Seth stuff. Was hurt. Um, yeah, yeah the, the, like the entire upper card was hurt. Yeah, um, Batista won twice. John Cena won twice, Randy Orton won twice, um, and that's it for now. So I, I say shout-outs to WWE in a way for some of this booking because it would have been so easy having like John Cena win every year. But they, they do try to make some kind of like well, some kind John of intrigue in the Rumble. Champion, you know what I mean? So 
That's know, true. So you're not going to have Roman Reigns isn't going to win this Royal Rumble because he's a champion. Um, Brock Lesnar's not going to win this Royal Rumble because he's the champion. But that's what actually I would love them to do what the G1 does and put the champions in the Royal Rumble and have them pick their opponent if they win. That would be cool. Now, didn't that happen this year with Charlotte? Uh, did it? I don't know. Or last year? Or I'm, I'm looking here. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, Charlotte is in the Royal Rumble. Yep. And she's the champion right now? Yeah, she... Yeah, she is a champion. If I'm if I'm wrong, then I'm gonna feel like an idiot. Charlotte. Yeah, it shows how much shows how much uh, we pay attention. But is she not the SmackDown Women's Champion? And or, Becky's Raw, right? right? Becky's Raw, yeah. And okay. I think she even said like she's going to win the Royal Rumble and pick her own opponent, and that's possible. That's definitely possible. Yeah, you know what I think it is though. That's playing to the shortage. Is oh, for sure. Champions in the Royal Rumble to fill out a spot. So let's throw her in. But I let's. I mean, let's. We can do more of kind of a um, preview to this year's if we'd like at this point. But um, let's see. I got here for the men's as as the announced uh, participants here. <laughs> yeah, just list them. You do the men's, and I'll okay. do the women's. So just okay. Johnny Knoxville. Okay, so that'll be a funny that'll be a funny gimmick, right? We've already talked about him. He's he knows how to take a bump in real life. Yeah. Um, that'll be funny, and the, he's promoting his movie. I think that's a good a good promotion for a movie without having zombies come in or anything. And a lot better than Drew Carey. Oh boy. Or something like that. So I'm good with this. Right. Um. Are you, you gonna watch have... the new uh, Jackass movie? Huh? You gonna watch the new Jackass movie? Probably not. I mean, I, I really, I, I liked all the other ones, but I don't know what am I, I'm not gonna go see it in the theater. But if it comes on no, like but Netflix, who watches or something, movies in theaters anymore? Uh, yeah, I haven't. I don't even remember the last one I went to in a theater. Um, now again, our, I've seen all of them in theaters, but again, our hope is that, especially uh, Jackass 3D, but our our hope. Is that he comes out as Bad Grandpa and shits the ring, right? Oh, I think he should come out as Darby Allen because Darby Allen's going to be in the new uh, J- Jackass, Jackass. Movie and have Darby Allen be one of the competitors what? coming out too, and they do a spot together because they're promoting the new Jackass movie. <laughs> oh that man, that would be door? Oh, that would be all sorts of cross promotional nonsense going on, but I like it. Is is Darby Allen is in the new movie? I believe so. Yes, I could see it. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's right. gonna have to. There's been a lot of talk about these spots, but we can talk about some speculation in a minute. So Johnny Knoxville, uh, Montez Ford, love Montez Ford. He's not winning the Royal Rumble this year. And Angelo who's with Dawkins, him? Not so, winning this so year. They'll do their tag spots, right? If anything, um, they'll probably get eliminated together. But if not, Montez Ford might do some cool stuff, right? Yeah, I think he'll do some stuff. Because I, I really... Maybe, I don't know. But they should have some big plans for this guy at some point. Uh, Rey Mysterio, he's on the cover of the new uh, 2K22 video game. so maybe Which means just, almost nothing. Which but. means almost nothing, unless it's a, like a curse. But he's in it. Uh, Dominic Mysterio... Um, Austin Some more Theory. tag team stuff. 
Austin Theory, Sheamus, Damian no, Priest. No, h- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Could you see Austin Theory being in the, the final five, final four? Perhaps. I mean, he's been getting some, uh, I believe he's been getting some kind of screen time with the chairman himself, no? He's been getting, yeah, for sure. He's been getting screen time. You could call it a push. And he's been he's been noticed, which is crazy. It's just crazy because dude didn't even do anything in NXT. And, like, he's a small guy, too. And now all of a sudden, like, why him and not Johnny Carcano? I don't get it. But maybe he's young, you know? He's probably got a little... I don't know. Yeah, he's younger. But, um... Well, there's been a lot of guys that weren't really over on NXT... That, that Vince sees something in. Yeah, that Vince once he gets him, he does a little more with him. Uh, yeah, most like like most of the people that have gone to success in the main roster are people that who were not necessarily successful in NXT because right, Vince sees right. something different. See like Lacey Evans or see Elias, um, who you see and I Elias were talking about or before. or see Baron Corbin, who's since been buried. Uh, not Baron Corbin per se, but Elias. Um, yeah. Sheamus. Sheamus uh, always kind of has a chance of winning the Rumble, but I don't think he's in that position this year. No, no. Uh, Damian Priest, who I could see maybe someone that they could Ooh. give a big moment to. I don't know if he's still the U.S. champ or not, but maybe that could lead to he a... He just lost for the first time the other day in a year, bro. Yeah, that could you know, lead to a uh, Bad Bunny appearance or something like that (laughs) you know know. i I like damian priest he's actually been like pushed on the main roster and uh all the way from when he was punishment martinez and roh and uh i could see them doing some stuff with them dude they like him i like him i think uh i hope he doesn't get eliminated right away um i think he'll be one of those guys that will make kind of he'll get he'll look good coming out of it yeah. Um, if they, you know, I think he would. I think he'll be one of those guys who they have on the list who they want looking good coming out of it. And another one might be a guy like Definitely. Austin, Austin Theory or Dominic Mysterio. Maybe they want to give him a little credibility. Uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean AJ is always in the mix, right? Um, now he's doing his thing with Omos, um, but that's maybe coming to an end soon. Or uh, maybe he's been on NXT recently. You know, this is where you're talking about. Where maybe almost comes in and they set up a one-on-one match at WrestleMania with the two of them. Um, yeah, and we got Big E. I think Big E oh, should yeah. be on the short list there. Uh, I think Big E right now is the favorite, the main favorite. Him and Drew. Um, I would say Big E maybe more of a favorite because he's been more recently champion and he's still kind of hot we'll see what the company thinks about him because it was not a good way to have him lose the belt no he deserved better for sure and um i mean it does seem like he was gonna lose that title that night either way it looked like seth was gonna take it um but uh yeah we'll see um you know and then we got uh baron i'm not wanted to call the guy happy corbin baron corbin um, I have it just written here as Baron Corbin, so let's just call him Baron Corbin. Uh, Madcap Moss, which I is that M- M- Riddick Moss? Is that who it is? Because I've it's seen Riddick him. Moss. They they do like him. He actually has a good look. Um, he's still on that undercard kind of space. He looks like you one know? of the uh, like Mean Street Posse right now, right? 
Well, I think he's like dresses like Happy Corbin kind of like type, he wears type of dude wearing a hat and shit in the ring, and yeah, it's just like a total like kind of modern Mean Street Posse. Um, Sami Zayn, who I believe just signed a contract extension. No, I believe he did. Yes. Yeah, he must really love that money. Saving Sammy for Syria, baby. He does some good things, man. And, you know, hey, look, we're talking about guys that are in their late 30s that maybe they don't want to get forearmed in the head 50,000 times in the G1. You know, it's something we don't really Mm. think. He's got a wife and kids, I believe, too. Um, You can't can't blame him. You can't blame him at all, dude. We would probably make the same decision. They've probably are oh, yeah. well liked people who have made a lot of friends. They're probably liked in the company. They probably are more comfortable that they are not on the chopping block, and they've been on TV constantly for years. Exactly. I mean him and him and Kevin Owens. And even if they're on the chopping block, I'm sure they will have a nice chunk of change to sit on through it. But um, you know, and Gotta then make those course, house payments, dude. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens. That's who I have on the list from my source. So, Kofi Kingston, you know, as the years goes by, he's kind of uh, winding down the craziness. Um, so, we'll see what kind of spot we get from him this year. We'll see how long he keeps doing those spots. I'm, I'm interested. And, and, you know, what will they come up with? Maybe Bad Bunny will save him or something? Um, yeah, and maybe I mean, Johnny maybe Knox this will- is uh, where you have a definitive moment between maybe him and Big E. Um, where you have that kind of, Ooh. I don't know, breakout, breakup moment, but you have that kind of new day facing adversity. Um, I see that uh, um, Xavier Woods isn't on this list, but I would expect if, I don't know if he's injured or anything like that. I don't think he is, but I would expect Mm-mm. him to be in this uh, Royal Rumble as well. Would and that be it, cool if the three of them were in the ring together? Just the those three? The final three? Mm-mm, mm-mm. But just those three in the ring at one moment together. Oh, sure. I'm sure they've done that in the past in the Royal Rumbles before. Um, and, and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is another guy that's got to be one of the favorites in this match, no? I think so. He's be, He's been in that in that kind of upper uh, mid-card scene with uh, Seth Rollins. So, And another guy that recently uh, signed a um, extension. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a list of people that haven't been announced that yeah. um, are ideas. So tell me what you think about these, okay? Sure. We got um, Bray Wyatt. What do you think? As a surprise. I won't rule it out, so I would probably say 20% chance. Um, Finn Balor. That's got a really good chance. I would say that's more of 75-80%. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about Cesaro? I mean, Not definitely, a, yeah, right? 90%. I would put him and Finn actually at about 90% for sure. Gunter Stark? That's his name. Is, I, uh, Nazi. Walter. Um, 50-50. 50-50, just like they're booking. And um, Randy Orton has not been announced yet. 90%. So huge, yeah, yeah, huge chance there. Almost definitely got to be in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking 90 is car accident on the way to the arena. Not happening. I, I mean, <laughs> dude, okay, every year 
they have the the athletic spots, but they also have the big guy that eliminates ten people, and right? If, and that, if, yeah, and that's with almost this year. And, and if almost doesn't get in, he's gonna come and mess it up for AJ, right? He's gonna have some kind of presence at this in this match. I like that. Okay, um, Damian Mizdow. I'm just kidding. That's not on the list. I would love him. Let's bring him back. As Damian Mizdow, oh right? Oh, my God. That was some good stuff. The body double? Oh, my God. And when he would imitate what's going on on the outside of the ring? Mm-hmm. Oh, so. So good. But uh, to be honest, um, Miz is kind of in a program right now with uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix and Maurice. So Don't they, don't they have a mixed tag match? Most, most likely. But I, I, yeah. I think they could still be in the match. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see why not. So we got, um, as far as the women goes, uh, we got a lot more announced right now. And as you and I know, WWE, look, you remember like a year ago, two years ago, when we were like, this is the best roster in the history of wrestling. And we meant it. Mm-hmm. And like, then they released like 90 people. of them. Yeah, and now I can't necessarily say that. And the women's sides, especially, there's like very little women tag teams. There are not a lot of Who are huge the women's women main tag team champions right now. Is it Natalia and Tamina? Is that who it is? Or what's going on? with I that? I think so. Okay, I think so. And they got rid of the Iconics, which like was a good gimmick for that belt. Um, yeah. So they're right. having to reach outside of the company, <laughs> and they're having to get people who haven't wrestled in years. Right. Or since the last time they had a Royal Rumble like this. Well, Summer Rae was on SmackDown tonight, brother. Really? Yeah. Always thought Summer Rae was super hot. Not a great wrestler, though. Well, she was one of that last generation where the only ones the that really made it out and kind of learned to work were... Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, so that's where you had a lot of those um, kind of when it was the divas division glamour people, you know, mm, the tens yeah. where Vince had to hire you got to hire tens, you know, and of, teach them how course. to wrestle. So we got uh, Carmella, sure, um, Dana Brooke, who is like to me Dana Brooke is the twenty four seven champion now. You think she loses the belt during the match? During the match. Multiple times. <laughs> and I guess that men cannot pin women 24-7 champions. Did you know that? Well, then how does, how would the, they get it back? Submission? That's what I was wondering, too, because how did Carmella win it back in the day? She had to pin a guy, or they can't attack them. Maybe that's it. I, I Well, whatever. <laughs> Now we know uh, Justin's opinion. We'll, we'll, we'll probably get our truth and drag coming in and winning the belt then. That sounds extremely realistic. Um, by the way, did you like you, you said you liked my little audio clips I put in the last episode's intro? Yes, and I I caught our truth and I I love Naito there. I think that's what encompasses our shows. We're always gonna be. I, this might be the longest. And most you'll ever hear us not talk about New Japan. Guys. Well, so I mean, we down. already mentioned Shinsuke Nakamura. and I Yeah, just but we're not mentioning with... him in New Japan. We're mentioning him in winning the Royal Rumble. We mentioned AJ that's, Styles. That's true. But we haven't mentioned anything about New Japan. So we are still... New Japan well, is still our girl. I just want everyone to know that. 
we we got all that coming on the way uh, for our next couple episodes because Naito versus Okada looks like it's going to be awesome. But right you know, yes. we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So yes, you are right. And in fact, I missed a Noah show last night that I'm going to try to catch up on tonight that actually really piqued my interest. So um, okay, uh, okay. So we got Dana Brooke. She'll probably lose the twenty four seven. That'll probably be her story. Uh, Nikki Ash, who has turned heel, has she? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Is she still the 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 almost a superhero oh, yes brother. okay uh zelina vega right of course queen good good for her tamina rhea ripley uh-huh. rhea ripley always a chance there right she oh, won did she win she was the final no. two with bianca belair last year and bianca belair okay won. it was bianca belair and i think yeah, maybe yeah, charlotte yeah. was there too i don't remember something like that but Rhea Ripley is kind of feuding with Nikki Ash right now, from what I hear. I don't actually see these things with my eyes. I might go back and check out some SmackDown. I really need to watch the John Moxley stuff from this week, which I still haven't seen. Oh, it was great. So, they, they, uh, he dropped an F-bomb. I watched it live. I think my uncle told wow. me he didn't make it into the, into the West Coast feed. To the feed? Some guy was like yelling from the crowd, Get this drunk out of the ring, and he said, "Shut the fuck up!" And said, what? Get this asshole out of here, yeah. Um, when he came out and did wow. his thing. Well, I guess he wrestled tonight, so. Right, I I didn't watch any of Rampage yet. I know my uncle like kind of texted me like, "I see CM Punk's there. I just turned the channel." Oh jeez. He doesn't like. Come CM on, Punk it's been though. years, Uncle. You know it's funny though because I'm gonna have to talk tell him because I know he hates John Cena too, right? And I'm going to have to tell him, like, this show is right up your alley and you'd love it. But I wonder if he'll give it a chance, even though John Cena's in it. Because he loves Guardians of the Galaxy. He loves it. another show that I recommend, Happy. Um, which is hmm, with... I haven't uh, seen that one. It's on Netflix. It's with Christopher Maloney. Um, I know we're kind of sidetracking here, but... It's made, they made two seasons of, of it, unfortunately, and canceled it. It was on FXX. Basically, it's a cop. He's a former cop whose daughter's kidnapped. That's how it starts. And it's him and his daughter's imaginary friend, which is a unicorn, voiced by um, Patton Oswalt. Oh, boy. So think of a, a, an adult Roger Rabbit. Is what this I think show I've is. I've seen previews for it before, but you recommend it? Highly recommend it. It's one cool. of the best. It's yeah, it's great, and they do really good. Um, there's a lot of plot twist and all that stuff, and it's hilarious. There's a lot of violence. It's and it's got like really you know intriguing like you know drama, and you don't know what's going to happen kind of stuff. Great show. It's a shame it only lasted two seasons. Back to the Royal Rumble and the Women's Royal Rumble, how we led to happy. I don't. Well, know. I'm recommending my show. My sh- my show recommendation is Barry. Best show I've seen in years. Still love that show, Barry from HBO. Okay. Um, okay. So we are on to uh, Char- Charlotte Flair, who okay. wants to pick her own. Always a chance with Charlotte winning. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Aaliyah. I don't even really know who Aaliyah is, bro. I think she was from NXT. I can't even see her in my head. Nothing's there. I just think uh, of Naomi. a great pop singer that died, unfortunately. Uh, that uh, love that Aaliyah. That's know, a whole different. That's much that more talented. R. Kelly Aaliyah. married when she was like ten years old or something. 
Oh boy, let's not. We'll do a whole episode on wrestling and our. Oh, I've seen someday. I've seen this um, girl before. She's good, Canadian. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe much about that her. rings a bell. She was in XT, I believe. Yeah. So Naomi, um, of course, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, who's kind of fell off. Um, Shotzi. Ah, let's give Shotzi. Re- let's go, Shotzi. Let's go. She's great. I've always wanted to like her so much since Evolve. I love the green hair and stuff, but uh, just don't see it. Just don't see it there. Uh, Missing that it factor, in my opinion. I don't know. But, I think uh, she's got it. I really think she does. She's got a unique. Look. Really dislike the 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 name Ballsy Badass. I think that's a stupid. Yeah, nickname. I mean that's that's a little weird, but I mean I think she's somebody that like. She has a lot of energy and enthusiasm where she could, like, host a Kid's Choice Awards or something like that. Like, I think she has, you know... Well, I agree with all that stuff. It's just the... It's like the Bray Wyatt thing. Like, all that stuff is there, but it's just the, the wrestling she, I, I and the think matches. She, in, in the ring, she's kind of nuts, too, and she does a lot of crazy stuff, too, and she's a little reckless in a way, too, but in a good way. Okay. Um, well, this is, I used to see her at bar well, Maybe we'll see her shoot a missile... Um, she'll shoot a missile into the ring the and knock someone I mean, out. She's got a lot of unique things about her. Um, but yeah, I used to see her at bar wrestling a lot. She's she's awesome. I imagine she's very close with Jake Atlas too. So makes right. sense. Um, Bree and Nikki Bella will be in there this year. Interesting. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see what there. they do. If there's any stories or if they're going to wrestle afterwards. I think they're just there. Maybe they'll they do they don't have total divas anymore, obviously. But now, does Brie Bella do the Daniel Bryan stuff? Yeah, I, I hope so. That would be great. The yes and the kicks because you know with, she took all that. Is she gonna come with a flannel around her waist? Ooh, that is under. interesting to well, see. You know what though? Like, so Lee- Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. What if Selena she did the cattle mutilation and like was? Wait, what? No. Lita. Oh, I thought you said something about cattle mutilation. Well, I said, what if Nikki Bella, or what if Brie Bella does current Daniel Bryan's moveset? Current Daniel. Oh, like she comes out with a really red chest? Yeah, and she, like, kicks him in the head and does the cattle mutilation and all those, that sort of and stuff. And she just gets busted wide open. Mm-hmm. Let's That'd do be it. cool, huh? And wins the 24-7 title. Yeah, probably she'll win that. So we have the uh, Divas coming in. We've got Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, Summer Rae. Um, You know, good-looking ladies that will uh, hopefully not injure themselves terribly. That's the best you can hope for with them. Yeah. Definitely. Um, You remember when Molly Holly came back and busted her head? I, I vaguely. Yeah, that was... And it was like on a real simple move too, and she just bumped right onto her head. So uh, she's awesome, right? Mickey James, that. Impact Champion. The Forbidden Door has been open. The first time that WWE's worked with Impact TNA since when ever? Does she come out with that belt? She's got it, right? Well, they're they're calling her Impact Women uh, Knockouts Champion. So, so she's got to come. out I don't out know if belt. you come out. If I'm, Who's you know, guy? I know if I'm, you know, Scott Demore or whoever at Impact. I'm really pushing, can you please go out with the belt, right? You want her to go out with that belt, right? I mean, you want her to. I mean, but then again, it is just kind of like, 
accoutrement or whatever for her it's just like extra gear but to show it off yeah go out with it maybe use it as a weapon I don't know how she'll probably be cheered though that's the issue she'll be cheered for sure yeah and then we have Liv Morgan um you know she just came off a loss to Becky and I hear she looks pretty good in it and she's looking kind of credible so I why not make her a favorite right I could see it. I mean, Money in the Bank, she was close, and she was being cheered. So, um, yeah. And then we have Bianca Belair, who's obviously a favorite. One last year. People love her. Very athletic. So Probably the best athlete uh, they have in the women's division. What do you think about Asuka making a comeback? Uh, she's due, right? She's. I think she's healthy. She should be healthy enough. I would definitely... See, this would be a logical point to have her come back if she's healthy. Um, so I think there's a good shot. We'll see her. Uh, Raquel surprise. Gonzalez, you think she she could be in there? I uh, think she Raquel probably Gonzalez? will be. She should be. Mm-hmm. She definitely should be. If they have free spots and don't find anyone, there's no reason why not to put her in that spot. How about Bailey? Bailey's another one that can come back for the Rumble. Absolutely. And win it. Sure. Why not? Oscar too. So, the chances of Alexa Bliss and Bailey winning are the same, and they're not that far off from the top spot, which and is Bianca Belair. Was Alexa Belair. Bliss announced? No. Okay. Okay. So. Sure. They, they got to be um, in it. But this, is, this is all hands on deck. I mean, if, you know... God, if Asuka is healthy, she's got to be in it. If Bailey is healthy, she's got to be in it. This is not the year to, you know, have them come back in March, you know? Yeah, and you know what I would love, just kind of armchair booking here, is I would love for Charlotte to beat everyone's ass and for it to be like Charlotte and one other person left and for number 29 or 30 to be Bailey and win. I think that would be an awesome story. Yeah, that could work. I mean, and that, yeah, and that whoever that Baby third person Bailey is too. that you mentioned could be someone that they can they're elevating like a, uh, you know, uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, well, Liv Morgan, yeah, or it could be, you know, even if oh Shayna Baszler too, um, but I don't really think they should maybe be an Io Shirai possibly Io Shirai if she's here th- she's got to be out there yeah who's the NXT women's champion right now is it Io uh, Mandy the- Mandy Rose Mandy Rose well so then she's got to be in it too you know those three girls uh, okay, toxic attraction you, any of them could be in it if I told you five years ago that or three years ago that <laughs> Mandy Rose would be the NXT Women's Champion. I mean, you know, how, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have disbelieved would it that badly. No, because you know, Mandy Rose actually is an okay wrestler, so it's right. Like, but we're talking about Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, who's not listed on this either. Um, who else that was winning that title? Oscar. That you know, that's when. You know the NXT Women's Division might have been Shayna Baszler. The when the NXT Women's Division might have been filled with the best workers in the company, it might have been the strongest 
uh, you know. Okay, well, in that case, yes, I, I would have uh, right. So been like, what the fuck? You know, when I was telling you, when the when it was, she, she, and he also had uh, who else competing for it? What's her name uh, from Japan? That's over in was in Stardom before. Um, she's back in Japan. Was the brand ambassador? Oh, her name escaped. Oh, Kyrie Hojo, Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Sane. You had Kyrie Sane there, and you're telling me, and I would have told you, oh, you know, Mandy Rose is going to be the champion there in a couple of years. Like, yeah, you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, she's going to have her own yeah. like show on I, I, uh... or be a model, but crazy. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's just what a difference it's made there, and that is definitely a 2.0 kind of style, right? Like thing, right there is to make somebody like Randy, Mo- Randy, sure. uh, Mandy Rose, uh, the. Uh, NXT champion. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, you just get the sexiest girl they have and throw her down there, which is funny now because Mandy Rose is like older now, and you know, like compared to these girls she's wrestling with who are like twenty-one years old. Um, so it's kind of funny that Mandy Rose now is like the veteran who's not even been wrestling that super long in WWE. No, I mean she's in her, I probably in her early thirties, I'd guess, or thirty, thirty-one. Well, f- or something. for women, it's it's different, you know. Yeah, I think they have a longer shelf life now. Oscar is pushing forty. Shayna Baszler is forty. Oh yeah. Charlotte Flair's in her mid thirties. Mickey James. I mean, all these people look great. Um, yeah. So and then uh, you know Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. Yeah. So, so there's definitely with there's definitely. They can go, you know, as long as the men can, it seems like now. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that I don't know. Who's the favorite right now for this? Um, is it... Bianca uh, Belair. Bianca Belair again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why not? I doubt they'll do it again. Um, we need to find out who's from St. Louis, because we can automatically rule them out for winning. <laughs> well, Randy Orton's from St. Louis, so that means he won't win the Royal Rumble. Yep, yep, for sure. So, no, I'm excited, man. I think, uh, I, I, you know, WWE, they usually book these well. Um, but even if it's a terrible finish and stuff, the matches are pretty cool just to watch. And they're fun to talk about afterwards, you know, uh, whether they're good or bad. The worst thing you can get is an average rumble that's just okay. Um, right, or if you know, it's too shock and, you know... Someone who you expect to win wins, and there's not a lot of, you know, drama. Uh, like the last two aren't, you know, Drew McIntyre and Gilbert or something like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I'm excited for it. I think you are too, man. And like I said, we're gonna watch them live, and then uh, we'll be back here. I don't know if we're gonna do an entire breakdown. That kind of depends on how good the match is and how many how many crazy things happen but we'll definitely address uh, we'll, everything again but like i think quickly maybe we should just look at the rest of the card for the royal rumble event right well i i, I yeah so it's um gonna be bobby lashley versus goldberg <laughs> what or excuse me bobby lashley versus brock lesnar right i get brock lesnar and goldberg like mixed see, up like hopefully you can see lashley why win this time well, that ain't going to happen, yeah, but I, um, I think they'll have a competitive less than 10-minute match. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's about the shelf life of both those guys for a, about... And it's cool, it's, it's cool seeing Brock Lesnar go against someone who, like, in kayfabe, could actually beat him. Yeah, that's true. Both with the MMA uh, experience, sure. 
And, and just they've actually shown him getting his ass beat, you know, by Lashley, which they don't usually show people beating uh, Brock Lesnar's ass unless it's, you know, some huge event, I mean, so or a huge thing. So that's a pretty big deal, just showing someone that is just beating his ass. So uh, pretty exciting on that front. Then we have, and I just... Uh, I just erased the other match here. I think it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Dewdrop versus Becky Lynch. So, not a ton to say about that. Uh, Piper Niven's good. Hopefully, they have a good match. Are they still they're, they're both heels. Dewdrop for her? That's so stupid. Yeah, and they're both heels. So, it's like... Oh, Dewdrop's a what? heel now, too? Yep. Okay, whatever. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, and then there's that mixed tag match right now. So, okay. I also see that there's Alpha Academy versus RKO Bro for the Raw Tag Team Title. Oh, um, I yeah, don't. I, I just don't care that. Yeah, um, we got Roman and Seth. I mean, that's going to be a great match. Roman and Seth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Main that, event that'll... anywhere in the world but the Tokyo Dome, I guess. <laughs> Roman and Seth will be... There's a big story there. Yeah. Um, although that S.H.I.E.L.D. story has kind of been bastardized over the years. Um, I, I don't even know if they'll... You, you know, you see them do all the recaps and they all, like, take John Moxley's picture out, which is kind of funny. Roman had a great him do line that? on Seth the other day on SmackDown, which I caught, you know, in the you know Twitterverse or whatever, um, uh-huh. where he said, I wouldn't even... You know, if I had to pick the next great superstar or something to that effect... I don't even think I'd pick you from your own house. <laughs> I thought that was a good line. Who said that? Uh, Roman said it to Seth. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even pick you out of your own house or whatever. Like I'd, Should I pick in, your kid before I picked you? Well, implying that he would rather have Becky. You know, like, Becky, this, this, yeah. like the next superstar, you know. Like, I don't even think you're that great. You're not even the best one in your house or whatever, something like that. Um... Yeah, it'll it'll be a good match depending on like how, you know, Seth Rollins to me is like so hit or miss. Like they could be great. His character I think is terrible. Um, so I'm sure he's gonna put in the athleticism and the action, and it'll be a well paced match. He's probably I, the best wrestler in their company right now. I mean, it has been. I mean, he's definitely nah, AJ Styles is better than him, dude. I, I well peak right now. AJ's a little bit on the downgrade, a little bit. But I still think Seth is. We haven't seen Seth work in New Japan, so we can't really give him a fair assessment that he deserves. And AJ's work in New Japan was six or seven, eight years ago at this point, right? Well, to me, even even AJ's work in WWE has been better than Seth Rollins. I mean, he's had good matches. He's had some really good matches, but uh, I just i think he's fallen off over the years for his in-ring well, work for me personally i, I, I don't just know, don't see him as a top wrestler type of guy but i don't know i still think he's probably in the top three or four in that whole company in, in terms of in-ring ability maybe i mean well, I, I mean, feel like we'd there? be talking like, about him a lot more if that were the case i mean aj seth roman reigns is better than him Right um, now, like in ring, like oh was, yeah, in, okay. in my eyes, yeah, like his I mean, psychology is pacing, there. and then maybe Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is really awesome. Um, um, I wish I could say Sami Zayn, but he doesn't really have. I think Big E is right now. I think Big E is awesome in the ring now. Big E is awesome um, in the ring too. So Kofi, I, is. I mean, he 
he's up there, but uh, it's just it's it's hard to say because they don't have a lot of like just you know like you, you know a lot of the guys they got rid of were good workers. Yeah, were great. Yeah, I mean, so technically Ricochet would be the best like worker. Oh my but, god, uh, he's not even on this list. Where is he? In catering, he's not on the out? list. He's nowhere, dude. He's nowhere. Wow. He's nowhere. So, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty sad, huh? It really is, man. I mean, like you said, what a wasted opportunity. You had a guy that was basically like a living comic book hero in terms of what he could do in the ring, and they just didn't give a shit. Yeah, I think Finn Balor is better than Seth Rollins, too. Finn is great, too, yeah. Um, but, yeah. The, the but I think, Rick, you know, Seth is in the nobody. prime of his career. He's not. He's in his early 30s. He's not. He should be just hitting his stride right now. He should be, man. But I still. You know, you I mean, find one of the matches that I want to see, like with both guys in their prime, is Seth and Kenny right now. You know, how good of a match thing, that would be. Thing is, man, that WWE style is well, just that style well, of wrestling. He, he he's worked Ring of Honor, so I think he has that background. He does, he but they have to the change team. that when they go into FCW. They have to learn to throw of course, those of course, really fake punches and and have like kind of soft. He still had enough of a body of work outside in the indies to where he could look at Daniel Bryan, you know, like obviously he had a whole career in Ring of Honor and still came WWE very young and look at him. So I think Seth could go on to have matches like that in AEW I, I for sure. I definitely think it's possible. I think he's smart enough, but that WWE style can fuck with people's confidence and it can fuck with their skills. I mean, you look at Kenta, how long did it take him after WWE to finally get back in his groove, man? But it it Kenta, took him a while. Kenta had some really bad injuries that he had to overcome. Uh, I, I agree, he back but, but Japan, he wrestled he again in... His... in he wrestled again in WWE before he left and had good matches and stuff, but that style just kind of, it messes with them. They, yeah, they, it wasn't they, for him. It wasn't from him. Like, definitely, if you don't grow up with it, I mean, he went from Noah to there. At least Seth probably grew up a wrestling fan and was watching American Wrestling, uh, you know, so he knew it was coming. I think Kenta just really didn't know what he was getting into when he came here and, you know... NXT at the time, WWE at the time, was looking just to get somebody from Japan so they could start marketing towards that, um, you know, country or whatever. And they knew they weren't going to get mm -hmm. Okada or Naito or, you know, uh, Tanahashi or whatever. So they just said, let's just take this Kenta well, guy. They went with someone who wasn't that far off. I mean, right, right. Kenta was voted like best wrestler in the world for like a couple of years in like 2007. Yeah. 2008. But, I mean, what he had a really it was a really bad shoulder injury. Uh, that really Yeah, he had two I, mul two injuries that were really bad. Yeah, so I think a lot of He was out for years. And I don't think he's I mean, I think in the pandemic he got in pretty good shape, but he hasn't been able to get back uh, at least, you know, in that physical appearance wise. Um, for, you know, it just has uh, Yeah, I, th I think Kenta is like, uh, honestly, in the last year, I think he started to finally get back to where he was before, especially with that Noah match and then yeah. with the Tanahashi match, which I loved, of course. We had oh, already yeah, talked great. that 
to death. But um, yeah, no, you know, Seth Rollins is good, man. But I, I, I get confused. I hear people say, "Oh, he's one of the best wrestlers in the company and stuff," and I, I just, I, I don't see it as much. I've seen him in amazing matches. He did, um, great. but I haven't seen those matches in a while. Come on, man. He was Edge last. You just have to look with the Edge at SummerSlam. It was great. That was probably the match of the night there. And then, of okay, course, that going good, back yeah. a few years, you alluded to it. We're talking about the Royal Rumble. Arguably the best WWE match since, you know, the WWE Network era, which was the 2015 Well, non-NXT. Non-NXT. Yeah, non-NXT. Um, but it definitely in the in the in the era like that triple threat with Brock Lesnar and John Cena was probably the best match on the WWE has put on in the last ten years. Yeah. Um, and he yeah, was obviously um, a part of that, and that was pre tearing his ACL. And his stuff with Edge has been good. He's still, you know, the thing that always I think hurts him is he's got kind of that midwestern kind of low voice or high voice or whatever. So it's really tough on his promos to really buy into him uh, at times. But I think him wearing the crazy suits is kind of amusing. Um, the Monday Night Messiah thing was uh, could have probably been done a little bit better. But I like the look. I like him coming out with like the leather fur coat thing. Um, but yeah, there's always been something. And I think a lot of it has been just the way he sounds. Yeah. If I had I, to put I something out. I and I love like chicken the... s- shit Seth Rollins from 2015. That was one of my favorite things um, was him when he yeah, had changed it's, it's funny. security. I, I'm in cage match here just looking, and uh, his third and fourth highest rated matches were um, recent, okay? So the Money in the Bank, right? Mm-hmm. And um, versus uh, Edge. But like besides that, like the top like twenty matches are 2015, 2014, 2014, 2015, 2015. Um, I mean that's true, and uh, other than with Edge, but I mean, how many WWF guys even have that many great matches? I mean, true, it's true. rare. So, yeah. So maybe I'm not giving the What's credit. What's AJ Styles' due? best match in WWE? Oh God, the yeah, I have no clue, man. I imagine the top t- 30 matches aren't even in WWE, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying is, AJ Styles, what matches have he had that have been great since he, he's been in WWE? Well, let's see what people Maybe think here. Maybe Cena stuff early on was really good. Uh, the Nakamura match at WrestleMania wasn't that great. It was, let's see, AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns in 2016 at Extreme Rules. Okay. So, and above that, of course, is nothing but... No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, he had some Daniel AJ Bryan AJ Styles versus really John good. Cena. Right, like, a, yeah. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Those are twice. Yeah, so yeah, those three uncle, matches... I never saw it, but uh, maybe um, about a year ago, he had a great match on SmackDown with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, right? But yeah, uh, he, yeah. Yep. From the Royal Rumble 2017 against John Cena... And then um, TLC against uh, Daniel Bryan and SmackDown on on a Daniel Bryan. Dude, Those any, matches any, did, did rate any, quite highly. Any of these main roster guys you look up are going to have a the guys that we consider to be, you know, great, you know, in ring. They're they're going to have a very similar, like there's maybe a handful sprinkled in what we'd consider like five star, 
four-star quality, right? Well, you're totally right. I mean, it, what's going to happen is their matches in other promotions are going to be the top ones, yeah. and then their WWE matches. And that's the same with uh, same exact thing with Tyler Black here, uh, because his top match is Tyler Black versus you know some ROH match from whoever knows when. Yeah, so yeah, so okay, makes sense. Well, great matches I guess aren't you've, you've, part of the WWE formula. I guess you've kind of convinced me in that sense that yeah. maybe I should be a little more uh, lenient towards him because he, he is definitely talented. He's got good. Uh, he does have good psychology and his he's athletic. So um, and you know I don't mind his promos. I think he needs to find his way. Like you said, that chicken shit style like that was best for him. And everything else to me hasn't quite clicked. But um, you know, especially as a babyface, that is just extremely awkward. But. Uh, you know, he he is a good wrestler. So, you know, we'll see him. And who's he going against? Roman Reigns, right? Yeah. So, that should be a good, really good one, man. Definitely. Yeah. I so, anything so. else you want to say about the Royal Rumble? We'll keep this one a little short, about a couple minutes uh, under two hours. Yeah, yeah, I think that's perfect. Cool. I guess it's somewhat of a bonus episode, because we're usually bi-weekly over here, but... Um, we are going at the... It uh, just depends on the month, bro. We've done four episodes in a month, and then our goal was to do bi-weekly, but then we both get excited about stuff, and we're yeah. like, we gotta talk about that's, this. That's what makes it the best ones, maybe. Yeah, so... Um, thank you for all the listeners. Uh, we had our most listeners ever on our last episode of Wrestling and Addiction. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate that. Um, yes, and, thank you, uh, yes. And we'd love to know who you are. Yeah, it's just bots downloading the episode, oh, okay. bro. No one actually listens. Who um, kind of bot downloads podcast episodes? <laughs> I, I know, way. seriously. Well, I guess you, uh, you and I count for two of those downloads. That's so, true. Or I listened but, to it 43 times, so maybe that's Yeah, I downloaded on 60 different, uh, 60 different, you know, 100 different um, phones. Devices, so, okay. Yeah. I need to check that again, actually. But, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, tell us what you, you know, if you're interested, talk to us about the Royal Rumble. Who do you think is going to win? What's your favorite Royal Rumble mom- moment? We'd love to hear all that stuff, and we'll Absolutely. share and retweet that stuff if it comes in. So, um, yeah, well, thank you guys, and have a great night. We will talk to you guys later. Good night. Good night.